Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace, and before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about our friends at The Empanadas Box. The Empanadas Box is a small, family-owned restaurant owned by natives of Buenos Aires, Argentina. They have Argentine-styled empanadas with 22 globally-inspired flavors available every single day. Looking for a suggestion? In October, they have the chicken pot pie empanada filled with braised chicken, onion, carrots, peas, and a creamy bechamel sauce. Just perfect for fall. Their empanadas are available for dine-in and carry-out, but the pro move here is actually to get a box of frozen empanadas to take home, and you can find the empanadas box in your favorite food delivery apps. Check them out online at theempanadasbox.com for more information, including catering options for lunches, parties, and more. And as a special offer to listeners to the podcast, they are offering 10% off at their Covington, Kentucky location if you mention the Post Cincy podcast at checkout. They're located at 212 West Pike Street in Covington, and I am very happy to report that the staff there are incredibly nice and the food is just fantastic. Thank you again to the Empanadas Box for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Oh, and we have a heck of an episode for you on this one. It was the regular season, season finale for FC Cincinnati. So in part one, we are talking that Atlanta United match, but more looking at that match and what it means projecting out into the playoffs. Are there anything to be worried about coming out of this match? Do we look into that Bupenza situation here? How worried are are we in part two? It is FC Cincinnati goalkeeper Evan Loro who comes to onto the podcast to give us a classic vibes check. Evan has checked in a couple of times with us throughout the season, and we get into the nitty gritty on some goalkeeping theory since that's going to come up quite a bit in the playoffs. And in part three, it's a quick look at the playoff format, what FC Cincinnati's road to MLS Cup final looks like, and that's going to be your postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more are two gentlemen that are ready for the playoffs. We're done with the regular season, joined by the Chief, joined by Grayson. Chief, are we sad to see see the season go, or are we excited to bring on the playoffs? Sad to see the season go. It's a lot of fun this year. I mean, Supporters Shield uh, won, came close to setting a home wins record this year yeah we're flirting with the points record right up until the very end this was an awesome season i am sorry to see it go this was about as good as it gets when it comes to being a fan of professional soccer in the united states of america only a handful of cities have ever seen a better season grayson is this the best season we will ever see of fc cincinnati (laughs) uh i you know i hope not because you never want to um uh think that you know things will never get better right right um i think about that like in my in my personal life 
right? <laughs> where it's like, oh, we're getting dark and existential early in this episode. I like it. <laughs> where it's like, you know, as a as as a man, right? There's like, there's like four things you can do, right? There's like your your ma- like your, your relationship, whether it's a marriage or whatever it is. There's your career. There's the there's kids, maybe if that's in the cards for you. And I guess there's like your your garage stuff. Yeah. Your hobbies. Like the thing that you become um just like obsessed with, like the guy in Big Little Lies that has his train set. Yes. Um Us with our so podcast. It's like, it's like, yeah. Well yeah, right. It's, it's, I'm, I'm getting there. So so it's like, you know, once like once like you're married, right? Yep, and you have check. like your long term career job, right? Yep, check. Like those two lives are effectively over. Because you just you just know how they end, likely. Or you hope, right? Getting laid off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your wife divorcing your wife divorcing you for being a right. podcast, bro. But it is like but it is like, okay, well, like I guess like no more no yeah. more surprises here. Right. Right. Like, like I'm, hope. I'm essentially staring down death, death in like two of my four lanes. You know? <laughs> and so, like, basically, what I'm getting to is like, there's a lot riding on FC Cincinnati in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we think we too, man. Yeah, yeah, we got this. We'll, we'll be okay. Uh, we please, please share and retweet this episode link for Grayson's mental health sanity. <laughs> we need to grow this listener base to at least my goal. 15, I, 15, 15 people, 15 Ooh. people. And maybe if we make a deep run in MLS cup or when we make a deep run in MLS cup, there we go. Dare I say two dozen. What? That's Might a lot. Greedy? That's a lot. That's, that is a lot. That's a lot. But I like where your head's at. I'm just really glad we didn't put this pressure on uh, Evan when he came on the pod. <laughs> Evan, I don't have a lot going on in my life, man. I really need you guys to win this. <laughs> I need you guys to win this, Evan. And I need you to get me some more of your teammates as guests because you let me tell you, I'm starting to spiral. <laughs> I mean, it is funny to think, though, I, I to put a, a positive spin on the uh, the nihilism here from Grayson. It is possible to have a season that I think, I think it's on like fate, fate, fatalism, fatalism. Oh, that's fair. It wasn't Fatal. inherently negative, I guess, or it. Not that you could not do anything about it. Um, no, like we could have a season with more silverware, but has like way more losses. Like an Open Cup win and a Champions Cup win and a 500 regular season and missing the playoffs. Very possible. Like that's a, is that a better season? No, but I, I want to find think, out. What I always think about in these moments is like the Toronto Maple Leafs fans, the Maple Leaves fans. Yeah. Um, they won a Stanley Cup in what, like 1960-something, yeah. 1950-something? And I'll bet the people, as they walked out of that game, were like, hell yeah, Here we we're going to win one next year. <laughs> and like, the dynasty is ours, the window is open. And then, nothing. Or like, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills fans, where... They're going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl. And they're like, surely one of these is going to be ours. And then, <laughs> so there is, 
to a certain extent, there is a, a healthy fear sometimes that the future is very much not guaranteed. And it might be a minute until <laughs> the next big season like this where you do win Supporters Shield. I was at TQL Stadium early for various reasons unrelated to the podcast. And I came across and saw a couple of Atlanta United fans that were taking pictures with the Supporters Shield. <laughs> and I was just chatting one of them up. And I said, I mistakenly said, well, what are you guys doing here? You've won one of these already. I'm like, no, we actually haven't. We've only won MLS Cup, but this is the real trophy. Oh, my heart grew two sizes bigger, much like the Grinch. <laughs> but yeah, like you, you, you can be a great team in MLS. You can win MLS Cup. You can win the Open Cup. You can win the League's Cup. You don't always win Supporters Shield. It, not every name is etched on that trophy. And it might be a minute. So in savor this moment, because it might be a minute before it happens again. Yeah, I didn't mean to start the pod on a negative note. I guess drawing Atlanta does that to you. But yeah, like the uh, I, I think back to like the Bengals Super Bowl run and everybody getting excited again. And, you know, we're, we're only partway through this season. But like, yeah, man, like we got a young team. We're going to kill it. It's like, ah, there's a real chance that was it. <laughs> no, there might be 15 more years in an entirely different team making the Super Bowl before you see that again. Like, uh, yeah. So, so I got an uncomfortable question to ask Grayson. How, how much, how much longer are you intending to do this podcast? <laughs> have, I, have I signed up to a lifetime commitment? Like, is that, <laughs> well, no, cause like, that's the thing is like your, your hobbies and whatever it is can like always be sure. Always be, be, be changing. You so know? you do and this it's for not a like, while. It's not like your job and like being married are like bad, right? But <laughs> and there could still be like plenty of, you know, and there will be plenty of like great experiences to come, but it's like these two things are in my obituary. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you made your decision. It's like you're not out yeah. there looking for your wife it's i've already found or your husband or your significant other i've met that person that uh, that's an unknown that's off the table when it comes yeah, yeah. to like your career you know there are endless possibilities in front of you when you first set foot in school and you slowly whittle those away until you pick one that is kind of like your career so that mystery is gone now i guess the next great mystery will be how did we get canceled and end this show yeah, that's true. <laughs> On a well, note. you know, maybe related to one of the signs at TQL this weekend. <laughs> Somebody shows up with a uh, Jamaican flag and gets the whole Bailey band, you know, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, now, Grayson, I mean, you could open the door up and be like, you haven't met your mistress yet. See, so there's like, there's like spice you could throw in there. <laughs> Don't I'm just let don't, that one linger right yep, there for a second. Don't say anything after that. Uh, <laughs> Especially if she's listening. She's not listening. Oh, the mistress, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the wife, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, my God. That actually it reminds me of uh, one of my all-time favorite SNL skits, and it's Meet Your Second Wife. And they, they have these guys out there that are currently married, and they get to meet their second wife. And it's three contestants, and they get progressively young younger as the women come out and it's really it's really good it's a good bit um also anyway. like this same oh, bit please. same type of bit was the and this one kills me every time was the what's my name 
Oh yeah, yes, yes, oh, yeah. same vibe. Yeah, <laughs> just just an utter panic of that I would ever end up on that show because I'm absolutely horrible with names when it comes just to faces. Name one of the bridesmaids. Just name one of them. Name one of them. <laughs> uh, well. Speaking of bridesmaids, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, Atlanta United 2, FC Cincinnati 2. I don't know why we went with the uh, away team first there. That was very American of me. FC Cincinnati finishes the season with a, I'll say, hard-fought draw in this one. Um, I don't think this match is worth necessarily diving into too much um there's certainly some moments in this game to to draw I mean, atlanta out. certainly felt like it was worth diving into quite a <laughs> and, bit and onto <laughs> and around they, and on top of they were desperate to not lose i guess i don't know for some reason i don't yeah, know what their they? scenario was like if they lost would they have lost a I don't know, man. Like a maybe home got like, advantage. I have maybe no they've idea. got like Doctor Strange, and he's like, "There's only one scenario that you win MLS <laughs> Cup." I've looked at over one million, and there's only one. So I've, losing and winning, yeah, neither one would have changed the position they ended up in. So they did that for fucking nothing. Yeah, <laughs> cool. At the what cool. did it cost? Your dignity, <laughs> everything. You know, you know what it might have been. Um, and we can sort out exactly which side this was pro or anti, but I assume in the uh, that they were doing a die-in for the situation in in Israel and Palestine. There, that maybe that's what it was. That ah, they were yes. I found out how we get canceled. The show ends. <laughs> I have the answer. Hey man, just you know your classic die-in. That's that's what was happening there. Just flinging themselves to the field, refusing and to participate. You know what? If um. <clears throat> If you're making an assumption uh, about what what Kevin means by that, just assume it's whatever you support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what that you th exactly right. That is the one I was thinking of. So yes, <laughs> yes, um, what you were thinking. Kevin agrees with you on that point. Nailed it. You knew me. Wait, disavow, disavow. Whatever that <laughs> Wait, no, what you're thinking, disavow. <laughs> we disavow our listeners. <laughs> And if you just listen to that saying, wait, is he talking to me? Disavow what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Also, no. Um, We're always talking to every single one listener of, of our listeners. Uh, of our listener. <laughs> so that's what I assume Atlanta was doing. Um, it was a weird game. Uh, so can I, talk big can I talk big picture about this game before we... we if, I, I think we should exclusively talk big picture, so please. So... We're we're joking, obviously, about the dive-ins and the diners, dive-ins and dives. <laughs> um, That'd have been a much better joke to go with. So. I don't know. It was pretty forced anyway. Uh, so now, by my take, by my watch, there have now been three, three games that FCC has played with teams employing this style of cynical, mm -hmm. anti-football, Diving, milking every injury, time wasting, bunkering in. Mm -hmm. uh, we Atlanta played it for the majority of this game. Um, New York played it a couple weeks ago, the midweek game that was the Shield ceremony game. Yep. Orlando played it a couple weeks prior to that. The last All three th visitors is that what? Uh, yeah. Not the last three. Then they 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 crushed somebody. In between Charlotte. There. Charlotte Charlotte was in there. 
Ah, uh, okay. So three okay, of the okay. last four. Okay. All at home. Um, and in each one of those, I would say that FC Cincinnati failed the eyeball test on how to deal yeah. with this particular style. Now, there's a caveat with all this, and that's that two of those three games were utterly meaningless. The results did not matter. The points were made up. The rules were barely followed. But even still, am I right to be worried that this team seems to really, really struggle with this play style? And we're staring down the barrel of seeing that from several of our playoff opponents that are our potential playoff opponents going forward. Um, it is a bummer. I do wonder, though, like, is anybody ever good at playing against this? I guess the only way to beat it, and maybe this is my amateur suggestion to the coaching staff of FC Cincinnati is if a team starts off a game like this, like what I just will imagine New York Red Bull will do should they beat Charlotte as they're expected to. If they start off playing that way, FCC should immediately do the same thing and time waste and just understand it will be a 15 minute game starting in the 75th minute and do not play soccer. Just do not time waste the fuck out of the game you are in the corner you are getting yellows for your your keepers in the 12th minute of the game refuse to play the game until it is 75th minute and then it's a 15 minute game and then you turn it on because there's no other way to do this it is the most aggravating thing in the entire world and i don't think it's worth trying to play through i think it's just worth conceding that three quarters of that game will be useless i'm not that's my sure. suggestion. I'm not sure like how you would run numbers on this, but we've come back from a lot of in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You know, came back 2-0 in Philadelphia. Um beat Philadelphia in Cincinnati when they were bunkering. Yep. Um won a lot of 1-0 games. I think a lot of teams didn't want to play with the ball against us uh, we do have that like second half stat we're like plus 26 whatever. 27 yeah plus 26 27 i mean it's like, probably a couple games old but um so i don't know what it what it currently sits at but that that does indicate other than we're not great in the first half fair <laughs> that we are pretty good at uh Forcing goals late and coming back uh, when we're down. And teams are more likely to be bunkering when they're leading, especially in MLS, especially when they're playing FC Cincinnati. Um, so there may be a little, re- little bit of recency bias in, 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 this, in this narrative. Um, hmm. Particularly given that the last... Three games. There was nothing in the standings to to play for, um, and then also you know this team has been shorthanded a lot over the course of the year and didn't have its best eleven. You know all of these games like the Red Bull wasn't there like eight seven eight 
rotations. Yeah, there against were. against Red Bulls, including Keeper. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm concerned about it. I'm a little concerned about the form, although, you know, bad form for this team of the last four games was two wins, a loss, and a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the loss was the one game where they were super heavily rotated. Um, so I'm a little concerned about whether they lost some steam heading into the playoffs. I am concerned generally about their ability to play when, about their ability to control games and, and win games convincingly when all these teams are going to, at least all or most of these teams, except for maybe the crew, are going to play bunkered and, and, and cynical. Um, but I'm also thinking that it's probably just it's probably overblown a little bit just being fed by generalized anxiety about <laughs> going into the about going into the playoffs and these are and these are not and these are not issues that are going to be unique to FC Cincinnati and just I just keep reminding myself every team that we're going to play played more or less until until MLS Cup finals all the teams are going to play in the Eastern Conference side of the bracket played more or less the same schedule, mm-hmm. uh, probably in most cases, a little weaker schedule over the last 34 games. And not one of them did even you know close to as well as we did over that stretch. So, you know, they're still by sample size, the best team in MLS. Yeah, right. The the issue is, is that I think that there's a difference between the teams like we have broken down teams that have been playing defensively. That's happened all year. Uh, we've come back against teams that were playing defensive minded games to try and keep themselves in a leading position. I, I think where this team is, is, is struggling are the profoundly cynical teams, yeah. not just the generally we're sitting on a lead or we're playing. We don't want the ball. I'm talking like the Orlando, New York and this game where it's massive injury, time wasting anti football, not just defensive football, anti football. We are refusing to play the game. And yeah, I think a lot of it might just be generalized anxiety that I just don't. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like this team is <laughs> they're going to be play. They have number one seed. They will play all but one of their playoff games uh, away from or at TQL Stadium. Uh, we've never had a home game at TQL Stadium for the playoffs. That's kind of rad. Mm-hmm. And just there's a weight of expectations now with this team where. You are the number one seed. You are the favorite in every game that you're going to play from here on out. And I just I I am nervous a little bit and I am a little worried after watching this game on yesterday on Saturday that I don't know how this team is going to respond if they get into a playoff matchup, they find themselves trailing and the team starts flopping around like dead fish that they're playing. The one thing that gives me hope, <laughs> the one thing, well, one, the fact that they were the best team in the regular season. And there is that. <laughs> nobody was particularly close. Um I mean, if you want to be top of the table, teams are going to come for you. Right. You know? uh, 
But I don't want to discount the fact that they had a open cup run that was one game short of a final. And a reason for that is, well, well-trotted ground here. But uh, it took quite a bit to knock them out of that tournament. My point is they've been in do-or-die situations. They've been in, you know, win or go home situations and they had passed the test and it took, you know, even with how that game went, it took until uh, a last second penalty to, you know, penalty shootout to, to finally knock them off. So we have seen this team wear the expectations and do it, I think. so. And even the Nashville game in, in League's Cup, Right. Nashville plays a lot of negative negatively. Um, It wasn't a win. Right. But they fought their way back and did not lose in regulation. Yeah. And so either either of the knockout tournaments, nobody was able to beat them in regulation. Yeah. And what's unfortunate is that due to the current format of MLS playoffs, um, you can get dumped out of the playoffs by. The, the scenario I laid out online, which is just infuriating to think about, yeah. is you win game one by some absurd margin, like four to nothing, three to nothing, draw the next two games nil-nil, lose on penalties in both, and you will be eliminated from the postseason having won the only game that reached a decision at the full 90 and having held your opponent scoreless through 270 minutes of soccer. <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. Incredibly frustrating. I, I do want to, we'll touch on the playoff format in uh, in part three, because I think that is a very good conversation. And since uh, uh, soccer talks, uh, Ken Hodker has been all over this on Twitter. Uh, so yes, completely agree with you there. I think it's Ken Hetker. Hetker? That's What's the name of our guest? Evan. <laughs> <laughs> so I want if I look if I'm wrong, you know, I apologize. But if I'm right, I want credit for for getting this man's name. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, any amount of money I would bet on me getting it wrong. So if I have it fair. wrong, it says nothing about how <laughs> I feel about Ken. But if I have it right. It means I like Ken the most and have the most respect for him. <laughs> Damn. If I get it wrong, it's because I've only read his name because I'm well read. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's an autodidact. Yes. <laughs> he um, also puts together the, uh, I believe it's him, uh, puts together the uh, salary tracker for Cincy Soccer Talk, which... I assume everybody else just copy and pastes and then makes their own little adjustments and pretends like they do it as well, so... Way to go, so other Ken. big other big pictures from this game Please. last night. Um, Lucho scores again this time from open play, so he finishes with off the season header. with a header. Now everyone was surprised that he scored off a header, but I'd like to point out that Lucho's second most famous goal of all time came off a header off of a fifty yard cross from Wayne Rooney. So the man does know how to score with his head in big moments. We we know mm-hmm. this to be true. Yes. Uh, he's much like Master Yoda. Judge him not by his size when it comes to his ability to get his head onto the ball. Yes, yes. What is his first most famous goal? The run against Charlotte. Oh yeah! God damn Come it! Come on! Guys. Wow! I mean, wow! The goal. So hang on. Best Kevin, goal, much most- like <laughs> Kevin, much like the athletic. 
uh, does not watch FC Cincinnati games, so is not familiar with uh, Lucho's game. Uh, so you guys said his name is Lucho Acosta? Is that his real name or is that a nickname? It's Luciano, actually. You might have to uh, look him up under a different name. Oh, uh, my God. We've been looking at the wrong guy the whole time. Right. And that's why Kevin's MVP ballot was for Berkey. <laughs> Look. His G plus was good. And as soon as I figure out what G plus is, I will it's tell you It's a social about media it. platform that the Alphabet <laughs> Company disbanded. I so read I'm this on Google Wave Reader. G plus, <laughs> like the uh, MLS salary budget, is a uh, number presented to you with no context that nobody will explain. <laughs> but also, it's treated as self-evidently meaningful. Also, just, uh, my favorite real quick, thing about... Okay. If I could defend my honor, there's a difference between best goal and most famous goal. Okay, continue. <laughs> I was just going to say that if you want something that will bring you joy when you're unable to unsee it going forward, every official person that writes for MLSsoccer.com, I think is contractually required to write the playoffs as the MLS Cup presented by Audi playoffs. And so <laughs> even in like their stories where they're otherwise like not you know, they, this is my 10 things that happened this weekend over the MLS season. Every time they refer to MLS Cup, they always have to include presented by Audi. And it's just very funny to read once you start reading this. I have an idea. We call it the MLS Cup as discussed by the postcast. And that's, we have to put discussed by the postcast after every time we mention MLS Cup. MLS Cup playoffs discussed by the postcast kicks off this weekend. That's what I want. That's what. Pat, Pat Brennan, I know you're a listener. You can make this happen for us. <laughs> Audi can present it. We will discuss we it. We will discuss it. The MLS Cup the MLS Cup playoffs presented by Audi as discussed by the postcast. <laughs> yes. If we can get like three people to tweet that, that would be great, I think. That would be good. That was like when uh when Pardon My Take sponsored a bowl game that didn't have a sponsor, but they didn't do anything. They just sent a guy down with a trophy that had the <laughs> That was the whatever it was bowl presented by Pardon My Take and tried to have a guy on the field award a trophy that wasn't recognized by the bowl because <laughs> they'd, <laughs> they'd lost their sponsor over like some contract dispute. So it's <laughs> we, we should figure out a way to sponsor like the conference semifinal trophy and that'll be ours. We, we can present the Eastern conference semifinal trophy. Oh no, I mean, we, we should do is we should send someone to that game in New York on Wednesday and sponsor the play in game. Cause it's probably not sponsored the play in game presented by the postcast. Ooh, that'd be good. <laughs> What's our trophy. A fight button, a replica fight button. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a delicious box of empanadas frozen from the empanadas box. Use promo code the post since he went ordering. Yeah. Does that does that work online? By the way. Uh, unclear. I don't okay. know. I'll have to ask. All right. I'm just curious. Um. I want to say it, sh it should, but I don't want to make any promises here that they cannot keep. Because so. you can, because you can order carry out online. Hmm. I mean, we'll have to get on that. Call him up. Place your order over the phone. If <laughs> you get a better chance. Talk to a human being. You should use some interpersonal uh, interactions. I would say like 75, 80% of uh, American soccer fans get crippling anxiety from talking to somebody <laughs> on the telephone. So I don't want to, I don't want anybody to go to, including to, me, to, to, I don't want anybody to have to go to like 
the hospital uh, <laughs> due to following some some recommendation on the postcast. Not only Talk. calling, but then asking for a discount. Ooh, it's a double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> what if they say no? What if they don't like me? Did you ever listen to that This American Life where he's talking about like how he saw some guy get like a quote unquote good guy discount? Yes, and the he like whole... went to try it, but he's like the most awkward guy like imaginable. He's like, he's like, can I get you know like um like any kind of uh you know like like a like a good a good guy discount? Like, no, you're not getting one, man. They're gonna charge you more. Yeah, no. you gotta you gotta speak with some confidence for the good guy right. discount. The good guy discount episode though is hilarious. It's a good one. I don't know. I always like. Do you remember what was the was it Groupon where you could buy the yeah. like oh you pay fifty dollars and you get a hundred dollars in gift cards? Mm-hmm. I did that once, and then I like had printed off the Groupon that I was going to use, and then I just felt like such a nerd and such a dork handing over a Groupon that I ended up just paying full price for the meal and like letting the Groupons go to waste. <laughs> like I felt so awkward handing them some printed piece of paper. Like um, I printed this out and you should give me my food for half off. I was like, oh, that seems like a dickhead move. Why would I do that? <laughs> I bought a uh, Groupon for uh, Mint Martini. Remember that bar? Oh, my God. (laughs) I think I had just moved to Cincinnati. And I bought a Groupon. (laughs) It's like a... Like a loud music, yeah, like, like a yeah. cocktail thing. Yeah, lounge was the Groupon with like kind for of like club an extra, vibe? an extra sparkler in your bottle of uh, your bottle of champagne. <laughs> and I'm like handing this lady like, well, we get you know, it's I paid twenty five bucks, I got fifty bucks. It's like you know, we yeah, yeah, because whenever you do that, the the I always envision it's the same reaction from the person that works there, just an exasperated sigh, realizing <laughs> that as they take that, that that means that, oh, you're only going to tip on whatever the half price cost was yep. and that they're getting screwed out of money. It's like, no, 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 no. Take my group on. I know that I'm supposed to tip on the full amount, not the amount minus the discount. I'm a good one. I'm one of the good people. <laughs> yep. When uh, when I worked at a museum, we ran a, a print ad for like, if you cut this thing out, it was like, buy one get one free admission and uh this whole like army of little old ladies came in and one person had the coupon and everybody else had photocopies of the coupon (laughs) and it says real big on there like no copies but i was like i don't give a shit (laughs) it's the same thing come on in it was a lot of effort to try to like dupe the tiny museum that desperately needed money and visitors so thanks (laughs) i had a uh, i had a friend at work um this was a long time ago where he had a buddy that was you know everyone has like the one friend that kind of just never went anywhere in life like kind of like a slacker friend that they're doing okay but they're just sort of bouncing from job to job just you know never really no ambition in life well his his buddy was either working as an assistant manager or a ship supervisor at a burrito joint i'm not going to say which one but it's a larger burrito joint <laughs> no and <dude. laughs> when he quit he stole an entire box of free burrito coupons from, <laughs> from the restaurant and so he was just giving out stacks of free burrito coupons to anyone and everyone so my buddy comes into work with just an absolute like wrapper size stack of free burrito coupons. It's like, yeah, my buddy got all these and like these are stolen. 
So yeah, no, they never check them, whatever. So he's just giving them out to everybody. We had a friend who took the coupon in to get a burrito. And the person was like, hold on, I have to call my manager. There had been like a flag put out for these coupons because this guy had had stolen them. And so the manager comes out and starts accusing my coworker, where'd you get this coupon from? Oh no! And she, oh. and she she was like, uh, I I I got it from a friend. He just gave it to me and said if I wanted a free burrito, who's his, who is he? What's his name? I don't think I have to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Am I being detained? <laughs> Can I just pay for this and leave? I'm, whatever's going on seems very weird right now. <laughs> How many coupons do you steal before they blacklist all of those coupons, right? Like, right. you can get away with 10, sure. 100, 1,500, what's the limit? It was, it was a large <laughs> box of free burrito coupons from my understanding. It would have fed you for quite some time i think (laughs) oh man that that is great and man speaking of free coupons tiago amada got a red card which in a lot of ways was like a free coupon to the fc in the 51st minute and nothing changed (laughs) nothing really changed so i want to um bring something about up about amada so amada and lucho both finished with 30 goal contributions. Pretty good. Her MLS uh, stat keeping. That's only because, for some reason, Lucho has not gotten credit for a secondary assist for Baji's goal. Oh, weird. And is this step one? In the steal, are they are they taking this stat away in the you know like the dead like, of night? You know, people carrying out thousands of ballots in Michigan, <laughs> in Atlanta, um, Fulton yeah, County. wherever, everywhere, probably, yeah, oh, yeah many people County. are saying. Um, so they they took this stat away, that this assist away from Lucho, right? Step one, step two, he ends up with the same, uh counting stats goal contributions as almada right so he no longer leads mls in goal contributions right step three now he's you have some cover to say like he's not quite a standout and you give mvp to almada or berkey or or, i don't know buanga because he actually won the golden boot because we can't tell the difference between almada and lucho on this stat, therefore, neither one of them should win it. And if they're too close to call, we should award it to a third person, Buanga or Berkey. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Something I just want to know. I just want to know. My my big conspiracy is I think Almada got himself kicked out of this game. Ooh. Because if you read Laurel's uh, Twitter, Almada and Barial exchanged jerseys at halftime, not at the full time whistle. And someone commented, is that a thing? I don't think I've ever seen players exchange jerseys at halftime. And she said, oh, I, it happens every so often, I think, but I've never actually seen it. I it, think it happens. Al- I think Almada went to Barrial and said, do you want the jersey? Because I'm not finishing this game on the field. I got someplace <laughs> else to be. <laughs> well, they, they wear different jerseys first, second half. Mm. So that's been... That's been a newish thing 
in a lot of leagues was is the halftime jersey swap. It's been, I think, paid more attention to because of some of the more high profile players in in the league this year, like Barial. Right. Yep. Right. Is it possible that uh, Almada just had a Groupon to a uh, area nightclub and he wanted to make sure he could get in there early to make sure what, it was what good? What nightclub would that be? I don't know. I was trying to top quickly cats? look something up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know the name of one off the top of my head to make a quick joke. Well, no, we, I had this, we had this fight. I forget where it was. When like, Do you remember if, like Joe Burrow said something at a like an interview where he said, there's really not a lot to do in Cincinnati. Yeah. And everyone right. immediately jumped down his shit saying like, no, you don't understand. There's tons of stuff to do yeah, in Cincinnati. Go to the zoo, Joe Burrow. Right. Yeah, right. But like, there's not like that big, there's not the professional athlete thing to do. Right. 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 There are, there there are, are not, these massive clubs where they're getting like the VIP lounge and bottle service and right. hanging out with celebrities yeah. and all that yeah. shit. Joe Burrow isn't going to Mad Tree. You know why? Because if he went to Mad Tree, he would be mobbed by people and not have a good time. When like athletes want to go out, they want to go out to places where there is a roped off area. There is security and it is very closely controlled as to who and what you're interacting with. And in terms of that, there's maybe like what, one place in Cincinnati, maybe two places like that anymore that are like VIP service lounges and bars and stuff like that. There is absolutely no place Almada was going on a Saturday night from a 6 p.m. kickoff. <laughs> to go get a discount to. It just made me think like a random like Mexican restaurant. Like uh is it El Toro in uh in Oakley Square or something like that? Or not Oakley Square, but like in in like the Oakley Hyde Park uh Kroger yeah. Pavilion. Have a table with a velvet rope behind it that says VIP only. So the place just, that would do that is if you've been to that shitty, it's also in Oakley. They have a couple areas called um, Mi Cozumel or Mi yes, something like that. Mi Cozumel would absolutely put a velvet rope where, around some table. Where every <laughs> drink you order has an obnoxious sparkler in it for no reason whatsoever. And rock candy and dumb yeah, shit. It's, yeah, it's just, it's the fucking worst. It's... <laughs> Mi Cozumel would absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're uh, catering just to the to the athlete crowd. It's like this is our <laughs> VIP area. No one else will be allowed in. You and all the chips and salsa you can eat. Uh, Sean India used to have a table reserved for FC Cincinnati players back in the USL days because they would yeah. all go in there and eat at the giant round table at the front of the restaurants. Well, they also all used to live at Oakley Station because that was where or the um the yeah. the place right next to Madrid because that was where the team actually put them up if they didn't have housing otherwise. <laughs> Man, that's what we need. We need more Indian restaurants with exclusive seating for the pro athletes that live here and visit here. And we're set. Anyway, that's where Almada was off to. Um, so he was off to Krishna. A, <laughs> can I ask about another player whose whereabouts were unknown then at that point? <sighs> Let's do this now. Let's get into it. Bupenza discourse. Talk to me, chief. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah. Something's all right. So here's the deal with this. So if you live under a rock and you didn't see it, word leaked out on Saturday that Aaron Bupenza was not going to be in the 18. He was not dressing for the game. And it was said it was due to disciplinary reasons regarding arriving late from international duty. And then it's like, OK, fine, whatever. Meaningless game where 
sending a message, you know, there's some discipline. But then it's continued after the game in the press conference where Noonan says the issue remains ongoing, as if they still don't have an idea of what the resolution to this is. It was very ominous in tone. And so with this, it's kind of like that scene in Step Brothers where um, John C. Riley rips the massive fart in the interview. And it's like, okay, now all of a sudden the tuxedos seem kind of fucked up. That's really weird. Why would you do that? Now, in hindsight, some of the interactions between Bupenza and Acosta and Barial and some of the things we've seen on the field, maybe you I look at those in a new light now where. All right. Now it's not just the players on the field that seem to be having a little bit of, you know, problems with Bupenza. The coaching staff also has a problem with Bupenza that's significant enough that he is he is seated for an entire game, an entire match, and the coaching staff feels strongly enough about it to let it outside the dressing room to say, no, he's being benched for disciplinary reasons. The matter is ongoing. Like, it would be yeah. one thing if he just wasn't available and it was like we're sending a message to him internally. They also sent a message to him publicly by allowing this to be discussed. And... I yeah. don't I don't want this right before the playoffs. This is not a great time for locker room drama. This is that anxiety you were talking about. This doesn't help that. Right. And it it's one thing again to like oh he was late so he's being benched and that's the end of it. Like we I think back to like the similar situation with like Brenner was late to training. I don't know if that was this year or last year and yeah, he was held out. He was late to training. He was suspended for a day. Actually, I think he was just like suspended from like a day that they were training. It wasn't a match. He was suspended for a day and then he came back and it was like, we're done. The fact that they were like, and this is not resolved, that gives me icky feelings. Grayson, are we are we being too anxious here or is there something here? I think so by leaked, I want to be very clear about this. This wasn't something that leaked. This is an official statement the team put out ahead of the game. Dropped. I think they dropped it. The statement dropped. I think they put it out when they did the lineup announcement, kind of simultaneously with that. Yeah. Um, The team's kind of notoriously tight lipped about stuff. There have been more like really concerning things that just didn't go addressed at all publicly. You know, players going back and forth to South America. Uh, Junior Moreno's fights at uh, dinner. Junior Moreno's mustache is what I was going right, to say. Right. Yeah. Um. So, I almost want to say that, like, I almost want to say that, like, you you put it out because you know it's not going to be an issue. Hmm. And then now it's like, okay, well, he got to, you know, spend another day in Europe or whatever. They put out that he's being held out of a meaningless game for disciplinary reasons. Noonan just says kind of generally, like, it's ongoing. And then he comes back. He starts the playoffs. Man, Noonan looks like a genius. Right? Look look at look at that. Look at that leadership. You know, pull, pulling, creating create a taking this issue and, and killing it in, in, in one week, you know? Um, mm. Cause if other it's times, one uh, week. 
What's it? if it's killed in one week? Right. And I just think back to like other times when players were basically pretty clearly held out. Um, for 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 reasons or and the team just didn't say anything about it, right? Yeah. And why why are they saying something about it now? Uh probably because it was it was a meaningless game and there was no downside to to sitting him for that game. And they don't think it's gonna be a playoff narrative. Yeah. Now, see, I would I would change what you're saying a little bit. Um, I would buy the idea of it's a meaningless game. Oh, I do buy the idea it was a meaningless game. But to me, the only part about this that the explanation for all this that makes sense, because you're right, the club is notoriously tight lipped. They keep a lot of stuff in house. And we have sat wondering for extended periods of time, what the hell is going on with people where mm -hmm. no statement was forthcoming? Where the hell is Yerson Mascara? What's the status on Santiago Arias as a trialist? They don't say shit until they absolutely have to. Kenneth Vermeer's what? roster status. Sorry, just right. remembering that. Yuyakubo's option. They yeah. don't. They. <laughs> so if you go by that logic, the reason they said something here publicly was because they had to say something, and. The reason they had to say something, the only part of this that makes sense to me is that they have made a determination that he needed to hear something said publicly. That whatever issue they're having with Aaron Bapenza, they think that the best way to resolve it is to send a message to him publicly. That whatever they've said to him privately or the conversations they've had internally haven't been effective and it's time for publicly them to say something to put pressure on him to change his behavior or to get with the program so yeah yeah i agree with you that if this if this you know he plays in the postseason and he does well and these these issues clean up yeah this was a good bit of man management by pat newton who i'm, and I'm sure the assistant coaching staff and also albright as well but it also feels a little bit like a Hail Mary, like, fuck, we've tried everything internally with this guy. He doesn't get it. He keeps doing things that he's not supposed to do. And now we're going to have to say something publicly and address it and hope that public shaming or public pronouncement. But coaches do this all the time. They send messages through the media by saying certain things or how they address certain things. I don't know that it's a great sign that it's reached that point. I yeah. don't think they would make. I don't think they would do a public Hail Mary. I think that, yes, like there's certain steps that they're going through to deal with this. I don't think I don't think Albright or Noonan or anybody in leadership at the club is going to put out a public statement that then puts them at the risk of looking like there was a situation that they couldn't handle. Right? Because like now you've acknowledged the issue. If he doesn't start playing in the playoffs, it looks like it looks like you signed a player who's a problem and you weren't able to <clears throat> you weren't able to manage manage your locker room. 
to be clear, um, I expect he's going to play in the playoffs no matter what. However, I mean, go ahead. I said he's going to play in the playoffs. Whatever they needed to do in terms of this, he will be playing because they need their best lineup on the field come uh, this coming weekend. The bigger issue is whether or not the the behavior continues to repeat or this wake up call publicly was what they needed to sort of get him with whatever on board on the team, you know. Yeah, I what I what I would say to to why, you know, on Twitter the last few days I've been kind of publicly not um <clears throat> not concerned about this is I I'm not naive enough to think that teams don't have internal issues, even really really well run teams. Um but I am, I guess I am I guess uh uh faithful enough in the people running the team to think that one Albright would not have would not miss so bad on a seven million dollar signing um that turns out to be a character issue. I don't think he is a character issue. I want to be very clear about that. Um but also like you know they do all this they have all these conversations with players that do all this diligence, you know, they look into stuff. Um, he's been very good at emphasizing character. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, it does sound like there's a, there's a disagreement that is, that was not started this window um, with Bupenza and about his international, his international duties, you know, but I'm confident they'll iron that out. I think we got really good character. We got really good folks on the coaching staff who have shown to be at least publicly from what we can see good at managing personalities. Um, you know, and you end up with disagreements sometimes. And yeah, I just, I just think that this is not going to turn into a thing. Yeah. Beyond what it already is. Yeah. The situation, I think, too, like there's a lot that has got us to this point. Like, if you remember, they didn't announce he was going out for international duty until we got photos of him in Europe, I think it was. with Portugal, yeah. Yeah, with with the Gabon national team. Um, You think he didn't tell the team he was going? It's a possibility. I don't. Or I some, don't know, but it's, pr- it's probably not worth speculating, but I don't, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. They didn't announce his international duty until he's already on Gabon's Instagram page. Right. So like there's weirdness there. Uh, technically they have to release him. So it's not like he can, you know, like disobey the team's orders and go like FIFA gets involved at that point of clubs are trying to hold guys back. Um, yeah, it's it's a little weird. I will say this, uh sort sort of like a positive spin on this. Every time we, and I mean like the the larger, broader, like even universe, we have doubted Bupenza, that's when he has his best games. Like <laughs> his first game in, boom, one of the like great goal, and then like an amazing almost goal with him. And then there was a moment where you're like, oh my God, does he suck? And then like the moment you have that thought, he scores two goals, looks incredible. You're like, all right, this is our guy. And 
I'm just excited that we already have that in our minds now. So going into this weekend, there's some public doubt. We're wondering, can he do this? This is when he walks off the plane, assuming he isn't back yet, and scores the goal. No, I think he, he is in Cincinnati. So. You know what? Not for nothing. I'm a Chelsea fan. I have rooted for absolute shitheads as strikers that had <laughs> personality conflicts with anyone. I own a Diego Costa kit. I like my strikers to be a little on edge in terms of following the rules. Um, so to be That's clear, why you loved Brenner. That's right. Right. <laughs> to be clear, as long as Bupenza keeps scoring goals, I don't care <laughs> if he if he scores goals in the playoffs and he you know we win MLS Cup. I don't care if he's following team rules or arriving late. I don't care if he doesn't tell people where he's going. Score goals and everything's fine as far as I'm concerned. And maybe it's a good sign that he's, you know, flouting authority a little bit. You know, he does his own thing on the field. We want a guy that's you want a striker that's creative, that's not bound and constrained by the rules of what's been done before, or how things will be done in the future. You want someone who is their own man and. Sometimes there's a price to pay with that, I guess. Yeah, it's not that I so much want him to follow team rules, but I want him to want to follow team rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, that said, again, take, like, yeah. <laughs> again, that said, this is this is early going with him. It's been a little bit of a weird thing since he joined because there was the League's Cup break. There have been like, what, three international windows? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, they're still feeling each other out. Um, there needs to be a lot more of a history between him and the team for me to draw any long-term conclusions about, you know, whether he's a shithead or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, he seems when he's on the field, you know, he plays well. He seemed to have a really good time. In the stadium, he seemed to have a really good time celebrating the supporter shield with everybody. Um, you know, he's a he's a striker. He's got a personality. We got a lot of players on this team with personalities. They seem to be able to play together pretty well. Yeah. Well, here's the hoping it all comes together for one beautiful thing. I will say, and this is maybe my transition point away from it. Should Bupenza not? be the guy up top alongside Brandon Vasquez. Uh, one Dominic Baji, awesome game against Atlanta. And we finally see this guy that started off strong, I think, or at least at the midpoint of the season was doing really good for FCC. And I remember half joking and then immediately not joking about, oh, maybe the the Brenner replacement was here all along. And then he got hurt. And we had not seen a fully healthy Baji in a long while. The last couple of games, he's been pretty good. And in this one, he was excellent. This was one of his best games, I think, in the orange and blue. And if Papenza can't go, I think that's Fine. I mean, I'd prefer Bupenza, especially if he's working. But look, this team—it was good for Baji to score. Yeah, been hurt most of this year, off and on. Really, never really picked momentum up. 
if this team wants to win MLS Cup, they're going to need Aaron Bupenza to be the Aaron Bupenza that we've seen off and on, where he is working well and interplaying well with Lucho Acosta and flowing within the offense. That's their best chance to win. I especially you you know who they were missing last night as they were dying to break down an Atlanta team that was bunkering in down a man. They were missing Aaron Bapenza is who they were missing on the field. Another Fair. creative attacking piece that can shoot from outside against a team that's that's playing in packing in deep that can make off ball runs that open up space. That's who they need. I, I'm I'm don't take this away. I'm very happy for Baji because. He has, you know, like I said, he's had a whale of a year this year in terms of just getting consistency, but I, I really do think he's a good death piece. I don't, I don't know that I want to yeah. elevate him above that at this point. I think the, my, my argument would be that FCC's most dominant stretch of the season through, you know, the, the high point of the summer, he was that guy with, with Vasquez. And yeah, there's a lot of one nothing wins. But but they were wins. I'll take any type of win in the playoffs. So yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Grayson. I was just say the the one player who I am anxious for an update on is Santiago Arias. Yeah, um, that'd be good. Not in the eighteen. Uh, Pal or, had an assist. That's great for him. Yeah. Happy, like glad to see that for Malvis. Um, one of his better games too. It was a good time to see him step up. But Arias, Arias allows the team to play in a, in a way that not a lot of that we don't have a, a good yeah like for like replacement for. No, it's very it's funny you say Powell had one of their be his better games or his best game of the year. The drop off from Arias at where he was cruising at for the past two or three months to what Powell was last night, even with Powell having a good game, was significant. Yeah. yeah. Just Arias is so, so much more threatening moving forward and has such a better eye for how the play is developing in front of him versus Powell, who's a lot more reactive as opposed to proactive. My hope is, is that with Arias is that they were just holding him out because this game didn't mean anything yeah. and that allow him to rest up an extra week coming back from international duty and whatever knock on he'd had there. Um yeah, yeah, really. They almost more than a healthy Bupenza. They need Arias back on the field, I think, to really hit their full stride. Yeah, I would agree with that. And by not having Arias on the bench, you let Halsey get a couple of minutes in this game where he, he looked fine in this one. So, yeah, I think that, you know, Arias and Bupenza, they changed this team quite a bit. And in MLS, in any team in the world, but you know, two great players at key positions radically change how this team's prospects, you know, look in the playoffs. So it's just when you, if you get Bupenza at striker and Arias at right back, what is the weak link <laughs> in the 11? Is it Roman? Like it's Roman no, or it's Moreno? Probably. No, it's, it's. I mean, it's Murphy, Haglander, Murphy. Yeah, and then, but that's not like a. It's not really a knock. Yeah, you know, on how they've played, right? right. It's just. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. The the weak link in the team is the next man off the bench. Is right. the answer to that question. 
Yeah. Whoa, you Yakubo, who had an awesome game in this one? I think, for what? It's hard to say that these guys had a great game when they couldn't break down a, a team, you know, up a man. But hey, yeah, I, I thought Kubo had some great moments in this one as well. Uh, but yeah, like that's that is the beautiful thing. Like when this team is at full strength, it is very difficult to identify its weaknesses. And oh, by the way, every team in MLS has like that defender that's maybe not world class. So, um, so yeah, are we good with this game? Is is this where we leave this game to rest? In part three, we're going to touch on uh, the playoffs. Do we have anything else that we want to? Put no. it to bed. Hell All of a right. season. Kind of went out with a wet fart, but who cares? Uh, no, I'll save it for part three. All right. Well, uh, before we get there, Evan Lauro stopped by the old postcast uh, for a vibes check. Uh, we got into some goalkeeping theory. We discussed some training ground rumors with Evan. And of course, we had to get a little pizza update in there. So I think you're going to enjoy this uh, conversation. And then in part three, we're going to look at the playoff bracket, the uh, the layout of the tournament. Maybe we have some takes on a best of three tournament. And that'll be your postcast. So enjoy this conversation. We will catch you on the other side. This episode is also brought to you by Sensi Shirts. Look, you know Sensi Shirts, you love Sensi Shirts. They've been with FCC from the beginning, and we here at the Postcast, we're just huge fans of their work. They were very early sponsors of the Postcast here, and we have always enjoyed their work. If you head on over to CincyShirts.com, that's Cincy with a Y, Shirts.com, and check out using the promo code ThePostCincy, all one word, all caps, you will get 10% off your order, and you let them know that we sent you. Like they have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online and at their two retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. If they don't have your size on the shelf, they can print you one on the spot. That is a fantastic feature and something that I have used as well. So again, special thank you to Cincy Shirts. Head on over to their website or check the link down below in the description for the promo code ThePostCincy for 10% off your next order. And a huge thank you to Cincy Shirts. And joining us here in part two, a, I mean, a regular on the postcast at this point, FC Cincinnati goalkeeper, Evan Lauro. Evan, how are you doing tonight? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. We, we are great because we are fans of your team, the Supporter Shield winners and favorites, odds on favorites going into MLS Cup finals and playoffs and whatever else we're supposed to call this thing. Um, this is exciting for us because we've never been here before. However, for you in 2018, you have been here before. How do the vibes compare this season to that season? Yeah, I mean, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean, it's it was obviously... Um, it, it it's a culmination of all the the hard work everybody's done throughout the year. I mean, obviously, uh, we had the little celebration after a loss. Um, <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucked. But um, you know, it was important to you know have that moment like in front of the fans and like all of our families were there. So like, I got to walk my 
my wife and son around. So that was pretty cool. Um, so I, after the final whistle, I would say vibes were pretty low. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, once all the festivities came around, you know, kind of brought the mood up a bit. When does so that did, did, switch did, flip? When does it flip from sad about the result to party mode? Uh, honestly, it was kind of weird. Cause like some guys went inside. Cause like, you know, you, you lose, you're, you're mad. Yeah. Um, rightfully so. Um, so like we had to like remind, cause you know, you, you're not thinking about, you know, Oh, we have to do this thing after the game. So like <laughs> right. we had to like go get some people that went inside. So we were like, waiting for a second. um, but I mean, as soon as, you know, uh, you know, Carl and, and Jeff, you know, jumped on there and, and started their speeches. I think it kind of, kind of sunk in. Did anyone yeah. warn Lucho how heavy the supporter shield was? Because his reaction when he takes it for the first time makes me think he wasn't prepared for how heavy it was. <laughs> nah, it, neither was I, to be fair, because uh, in 2018, we uh, I think we snuck in and won it the last game. So uh, mm. I think Atlanta was like ahead. Um, so I gave Al a bit of stick for that because <laughs> I snuck that from him. Um, but, uh, we had like, we just took, uh, somebody had a captain America shield in the stands. So like, we just celebrated with that and it was like, you know, a little plastic, you know, thing. And, and I never actually got to hold it. Um, cause we, they just kind of set it up and we just took a picture, um, a couple of days later, but yeah, no, it's, it's really heavy. It was weird. Like I took it, I, I, you know, I went, you know, for my turn for the picture and I, you know, grabbed it. I was like, oh, whoa. And first I thought Lucho was being a little dramatic, but. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I, I have to ask you about this. Speaking of Lucho being dramatic, uh, came out, was it this week, last week, uh, in practice, one Lucho Acosta, we hear. Gave you a dirty pananka to end training session one. Oh, what, what happened here? Um, uh, he just ruined my day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like every every Friday, you know, assuming we play on a Saturday, every day before, um, Lucho and I have a running tab because he likes to take three penalties on me. Mm. And if I save one, I win. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I always tell him like, no, none of this BS down the middle stuff. Cause you're never going to do that anyway. So just don't just take, be serious and I'll be serious. He said, okay, okay, okay. So I say, I'm, I saved two or Ooh. I think he missed, he missed the talk. He missed. And then I saved one. So he needed to score like, so he, you know, went against the cardinal rule of not going chipping it down the middle. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we have some stakes on that. Like, you know, I, I tell him, Hey, like if I save it, we switch paychecks for a week. Uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's uh, just one week. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, come on. What's that to him? You know, uh, or like I, I, I get to drive his G wagon like for a week or something like that. But, uh, no, it's it's all in good fun for sure. <laughs> so when, uh, when that when that happens, do you like run to the social media manager and be like, "Hey, can we can we keep that one between us right there? That doesn't need to go out on the uh, on the comms." <laughs> yeah, I want to know who leaked that because that's a problem. 
Uh, <laughs> that, that, whoever said that's a snake in the grass. <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah, I, it's one of those things where I feel like yeah, you got to pull Lucho aside and be like, hey man, like I got a career too. Like I need, I don't need coaches seeing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want like. Come on, you just, you're already the MVP. You don't need to do anything else, buddy. You also don't need to get into his head that that's a valuable strategy for taking PKs. Don't go down the middle. Right. Oh, right. No, go to the that. corner. Quick. Yeah. It, it does make me think, though, uh, I and maybe this is entirely the fans overreacting to things, which has never happened in the history of the sport. It does feel like Lucho has gotten better at penalties over the course of at least last year into this year. Do you <laughs> see that? Is this is this your credit with these Friday drills? I'll call them. I don't want to say it's me, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, Lucho's. Lucio's a dog, so I don't. I don't think I, I help him in any way. But I mean, <laughs> what, whatever I can do, I'll, I'll, I will do. Um, he kind of just does it on his own. Do you think your experience of of facing him every week, and specifically penalties, gives you an edge over other keepers uh, in in MLS? Like, do you think you would save more Lucio penalties than your average uh, MLS keeper, given your experience? Ooh, I mean, me specifically, yes, because I am just so far ingrained in his head. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely think if it came down to it, if we ever play against each other, oh, happy days for me. <laughs> Do that uh that annoying thing that Nashville did in Leagues Cup where they they sub in the backup keeper that I guess has just been studying everybody's shot chart, you know, right right yeah, before. Yeah, that's <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, what do you make of a move like that? I mean, I I wouldn't like it if it was me, um, whether I'm playing or not. Like if I'm playing, I don't want to get taken out. Right. And mm -hmm. if I'm not playing, I don't want to Hey, you're not playing, but we'll toss you in for pens. Right. I don't know. It's weird. And if I don't save any, then it's my fault, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I was going to say you've, you, you've, you better save at least one or two if yeah, you're being specifically yeah. subbed in for that. Otherwise yeah, it's like, otherwise, what were you what doing we the entire time? It makes no sense. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't like it, but yeah. Is that a thing that like coaches have in their back pocket? Like, is that like a strategy that every coach has available or is that like, I don't know, I'm, an arrangement I mean, they make? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if like keepers can be good at penalties because Hmm. I mean, obviously there's, you know, you can study and you can pick up little things here and there. Like does a guy like itch his nose before he goes to the left, like weird things like that. But yeah. nine times out of 10, you're just guessing or going off of like where they usually go. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, if there's someone that's worldy at penalties, then yeah, I guess you could do it. But again, yeah. I wouldn't prefer it, but so maybe maybe the galaxy brain solution here is to hire a professional poker player, get like Phil Helmuth or something like that to study tape of these guys to see if they have a tell as to which way they're going and use that as some research. I'll tell you what, Paul Rogers is pretty on it. He <laughs> is, yeah, he's pretty on it. Oh, Don't play man. poker with him. No, <laughs> no, he'll, he'll sort you out. <laughs> so I got to ask in, in relation to just, you know, the shield and how things have been going so far in the season. 
So you said the last time, and I, you know, remembering back to that year, you sort of snuck in the last go around, won the shield on decision day with New York. Mm. With this team, you won it several weeks ago, and the games kind of haven't had any real, in terms of the standings or sure. playoff seedings, haven't had any real, you know, meaning so far. What does the team do in order to keep focus and keep the the energy going when everybody knows that we've already wrapped up supporters shield and other teams may be playing for something but you guys really aren't playing for anything right now yeah um i mean we kind of set goals for ourselves i you know we i I think we really wanted that um total points record um i think it was like 72 or something like that um and i think if we won the last three games, we would have got it. But uh, unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out that way. And then, you know, once we kind of moved that, moved that aside, it was just, you know, obviously this, you know, second to last game, we're at Miami with everything that's going on in Miami now um, with Messi and stuff like that. So it's not hard to get up for, I mean, it's not hard to get up for any game, but like that one's got a little, a little more just with, with everything going on. Um, and then we just wanted this last game. I mean, we want to go into playoffs in a good run. Um, so that's kind of our mentality is we're taking it as this is, we're getting hard games because these other teams are fighting for seeding and are fighting for, for playoff spots. Um, so we're getting good games and we just want to use those good competition games to get into the postseason, you know, on a, on a high note. Yeah. And now that we're in the playoffs, now that you're in the playoffs, I say we, cause I'm a dork. Um, the, uh, <laughs> look, I, I've lived vicariously through this team. So it feels like we, um, no, the, uh, the playoff format with this best of three format with the games coming, uh, on the weekends only, mm-hmm. uh, what do you make of this format? Do you like the games being on the weekends? What do you make of the uh, best of three situation? Um, it's certainly very American. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's something new, I guess. You know, it's only for the first round, so it is what it is at this point. Um, you know, we kind of – I've never been a part of a best of three, so I guess we'll kind of see how it goes. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. You'd like to think over the course of more games, the better team will, you know, kind of come out on top and, you know, because one-off games, you never know. Anybody can – do anything right um so yeah i mean i guess we'll see i don't really have an opinion at this point yeah and just just in general with playoffs um how does the a game in the playoffs how does it compare to a regular season game what's different about a playoff game or the energy surrounding a playoff game or the preparation for a playoff game that might not be the case in a regular season game yeah i think you got to find a balance because you don't want to change too much I mean, especially, you know, off of the season that we had, like if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Um, so try to keep, you know, it's not like we're doing anything different. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, you get that little, that little itch, the Mm -hmm. little, it's not nerves, but it's, you know, that little buzz, extra buzz. Um, I mean, TQL is always kind of bumping. So I don't think anything will change there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you step on the field and 
you know, that five, 10 seconds before the whistle blows and you start, you get that little, like, you know, tingle in your stomach. Um, once the whistle blows, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's just a game. Yeah. It's, no, that's love. It will, be, it will be the first playoff game in TQL history. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely loving that. Um, I guess just a uh, in terms of like the preparation and everything that goes into this, uh, we've we've gotten word that that Pat Noonan, intense guy in training. How how has Pat been in these last couple of weeks at training and in terms of like getting the team up for for these moments here? Yeah, I think uh, you know. N- not much has changed with, with Pat throughout the, you know, the, the yeah. season, um, you know, he's, he's, he's demanding, but he finds a good balance of knowing when to, you know, get into people, knowing when to put an arm around a guy, knowing when to, you know, bring him aside and talk to him. I think that's what he does a really good job at. He, he's a very good man manager and he's very clear in what he wants and stuff like that. And, and he's a guy that, everyone will run through a wall for. Um, so, I mean, he's, you know, kind of just leading by example on how to, you know, take the playoffs and not get too high by the highs and not get too lows by the lows. You know, he'll be the first one to say like, yeah, obviously like supporter shield is, is great and everything like that. And it was really important for the club to win his first trophy. But um, at the end of the day, like we have another goal in mind and that's MLS cup. So. Yeah. And does the does the preparation is it more like this will be the first year I think that they've had a play in game? Yeah. And what's it like actually not knowing who you're playing as we sit here recording on Sunday night? And you guys won't know until Wednesday at ten o'clock when that game finally ends. Yeah. Um. It's you know certainly different. I mean, luckily you know we we've played all the Eastern Conference teams twice. Um. So you know we kind of know what to expect and our, you know, our staff does a really good job with, you know, this, you know, the rest of the scouting department and, you know, sorting out these games and watching film and giving all, all the players, um, you know, bullet points and keys and going over everything with, you know, each position group and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it's the same as every other game. You, you kind of just, you don't, you don't look to two weeks in advance, you know what I mean? So you look whoever you're, playing next that's who you prepare for and you sort it out then you know yeah in terms of the playing opponents do you want new york red bull do you want to avoid new york red bull i couldn't care less because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I would love day, to avoid them <laughs> i think i think if we if we if we play how we want to play like we focus on ourselves you know so yeah oh, fair enough i just don't know if emotionally i can take a potential three game series against them yeah. <laughs> uh evan no you've been so kind with your time here i can't get you out of here without asking you at least this have you had any good pies around town what's the pizza update on your end well- I'm loyal to Taglio, man. <laughs> you found your spot. Okay. I found my spot. The <laughs> bigger question is, will, will there be any special pies being made in the pizza oven for playoff week? Yeah. I think the pizza oven might be retired for, <gasps> for the winter. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's getting too cold. I don't want to sit out there, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair and, enough. And now that I have a spot, I don't I don't need it as much, you know? Once my mm-hmm. son gets a little older and he can kind of do some stuff and you know mix the dough and, and all that all that good stuff, then we'll 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 break it back out. But <laughs> I got my spot, I'm good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> what's what's the go-to order, if I may ask? Uh margarita. Nice. No nonsense. Nice. Nice. Thin. Ooh. Thin. Not if the Detroit have, style, thin. Yeah, if you ever dabbled. It's a life hack. Their thin style is so much better than their Detroit style. Many people don't understand that. So first time I had Taglio, I had the Detroit style because I'm like, I'm not even risking <laughs> right. the thin. <laughs> but then uh, actually my uh, my father-in-law came and he he ordered it and I tried it. And I'm like, ah, it's kind of good. <laughs> and, he's from Jer- and he's from jersey and I was, he's like yeah it's kind of good it's not bad and i was like all right, all right go on taglio i mean well oh, shit not, not bad is like a five-star review when it comes from someone from jersey <laughs> yeah, no it was good. It was, i was really surprised but it was really oh, good man well that is awesome now evan you've been uh incredibly generous with your time wishing uh you and the team all of the best through the playoffs and um yeah, man, kill him dead for us. This is awesome. So thank you. Right. And, no, and maybe, you maybe, maybe suspend the bet with Lucho and let him make a few. We want him on a confidence <laughs> heater going into the playoffs. <laughs> I'm a team player. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, we are back, and again, huge thanks to Evan for uh, for letting us bother him for the uh, the old vibes check. Uh, there, he's he's one of the few that has the experience with the supporter shield, with the playoff run. It's always good to get into that mindset, and with the playoffs this year, no extra time. These games will be going immediately to penalties. Uh, always good to get the goalkeeper's perspective on how penalties are uh, are being treated for that one. So uh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I hate it. Mm-hmm. So that leads us to the MLS Cup Audi playoffs or MLS Cup playoffs presented by Audi as discussed by the postcast. It is laid out. I don't know. <laughs> Eight teams will make the playoffs. There is a play-in game on Wednesday. As we record, we do not know FC Cincinnati's opponent, but in our heart of hearts, we know it will be the New York Red Bulls because, of course, it will be. Um, this is what I was going to mention before that I will mention now. New York Red Bulls, obviously fierce rival uh, for the FC Cincinnati, the orange and blue. I was thinking about this. Of course, of course, it was the Red Bulls that ruined the Supporter Shield presentation by beating us at TQL Stadium. You've been banging the the drum that they're our real rivals for a while now. Every moment in this club, there they are. There they are. Really don't want to see them again. (laughs) That's enough. They've done enough shitting on our parades. Uh, That's fine. We'll be, we will be fine. Um, So uh, the playoffs, if you don't know, they changed it up again because MLS can't help themselves. Also, Apple really wanted more 
games to put on broadcast. That is why they made this ridiculous change. But there is a play-in game on Wednesday. It is New York Red Bulls, and it is Charlotte. The first round, which will be FCC against that play-in game, is a best-of-three series where you have to win to get the point to to win your best-of-three. So you need to win two of the three games after 90 minutes, if there is no outright winner, it goes immediately to a penalty kick. No golden goal, no extra time, immediately to penalties. The winner of that shootout gets the win overall. You win two shootouts, you won the best of three series. Following that, the entire rest of the bracket is single elimination, highest seed hosts, Pretty straightforward. That's how they've managed the playoffs in the past. Chief, best of three. You brought it up before. Let's pick at it. What what slight change could they have done here to make this better? So you really get the sense that this is the kid that forgot the science fair project was due and then <laughs> rushed to do it that morning before he had to present that they had to expand the playoffs and they rushed through doing it and didn't stop to ask some really basic questions about what they were doing. And by the time they asked those questions, it was already set in stone and they felt like they couldn't change it. Like, for example, why is it in the League's Cup in a three-game round-robin setup, they successfully figured out that your PK win should only be worth two points. Yep. While in this format, uh, they decided that your PK win should be worth all three points. Because um, I think in League's Cup, isn't it like you got one point for the draw, two points for the PK win, right? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. exactly it. So if you had two PK winners alternate and another PK winner, they still got five points in this right. scenario. So yeah. So. In this scenario, it is entirely possible, like I said in the first segment of the show, that you could blow your opponent out in game one. Or hell, I'll even do you one better. You could nil-nil the first game at home, lose on PKs, go to their building, beat them 5-nil in their building. Awesome. Come back nil nil draw lose on pks you will have scored the only five goals from open play and one on the road and one on the road and scored all the away goals in this series you will have won the only game that went to a result in the 90 minutes so on the books it would be win draw draw you with the only win and you will not advance in the playoffs and that is (laughs) absurd that is just patently absurd that there is a scenario in this play that is such an absurd um, outcome that that alone should have necessitated a rule change with the playoffs. That knowing nothing else, you should have looked at this and said, there is no way that should be allowed to happen. And I don't think that's an unlikely outcome in these playoffs. It's going to look happen. at how many games, look at how many games in League's Cup went to penalties. Yeah. All where they were them. the games where they, uh, they went straight to penalties and they have the scoring system already in league's cup. This entire situation is fixed by two points for a penalty win one point for penalty loss. 
right? And they could yep. fix that right now. They, they could, could fix, fix it right, right now. now. Yes. And that that fixes the entire thing. Yeah. It means that you basically need to take all of your games to penalties or you have to win a game in regulation to advance. Yeah. So again, what the the rule proposal is that you should have to accumulate 5 points using the league's cup scoring rules, which is 3 points for an outright win, so within 90 minutes, 2 points for a penalty win, and 1 point for a penalty loss. And in this scenario, if you win the first game and you lose and you lose the second um, game in penalties, second game in penalties, that team is going to have to beat you in regulation to advance. Yeah. The way it should be. You should, yep. if you win a game in the playoffs, you should not be knocked out for two straight draws. That's just absurd. Mm hmm. Yeah. And especially again in Grayson's, uh, scenario there that gives home field advantage something more meaningful that like you get the they have to come to our stadium and beat us game at your stadium like that's that's the whole point of like why teams were fighting for seeding you know, right the and then you know what's season. great is that like in that ga- in that game in that decisive game in regulation there aren't penalties in that game you just decide the game the full-time whistle blows and anything short of a loss you're advancing yeah, that's great. Uh, and what's killer is, and I, Chief, you mentioned this, but like you can make that change right now. Like it doesn't materially change any coach's prep or anything. It's just a slightly different way of assessing the outcomes. And I think what, for the more the reason, obvious reason. What's the reason not to do it? Like I, what is the compelling reason? Like, if you are sitting at MLS Central right now, what is the argument that this system is better than the system that they used in League's Cup that we're talking about right now? What's the argument for keeping it this way? I can't think of it. It's just, it's only downside. Yeah. And it will, uh, is the goal to get these games to PKs because PKs are exciting? Is that all they want to see? That's the only thing I could think of. But again, you're not on linear television. So you're... They are actually. There are a, oh, an, there's are. a number right. of games that are going to be televised, I think, by Fox Sports and yeah. by ESPN in the postseason, okay. which is why, mm. um, allegedly, why it took so long for the goddamn schedule to drop. Yes. Because MLS has promised Apple, Fox, and ESPN that they will have a spread of inventory of games throughout the playoff window. Oh. And they need to coordinate that or they needed to coordinate that based on seeding and hosting for teams like Charlotte that play in NFL venues where they can't play that game on a Sunday because the Panthers are in town two weeks from now, that sort of thing. And I mean, this is why (laughs) soccer specific stadiums were preferred. Thanks Seattle, Charlotte, Atlanta, and New England for all making the playoffs. Think about how much easier it would be if just all four of them just never made the playoffs. It'd be so much better. Maybe the league should rig that. Maybe the league right. should rig that scenario. So, um, and as to the team, as to the league being able to change uh, this playoff rule right now, um, if you thought we were going to get this episode without me uh, reading from the uh, 
collective bargaining agreement between <laughs> the league and the union. You were wrong. Yeah. Um, so there's, we were so, so the, close. <laughs> so the, the, the management rights clause in okay. the CBA, it reserves MLS the right. Okay. Okay. Um, Love a reserved right. To control. Um, sorry, I lost it. Oh, uh, Playoff format, included but not limited to the number of games, the number and identity of participating teams, uh, eligibility for postseason participation, postseason competition rules. Right? So they don't they don't need to go to the union to get buy-in for this. Yeah. Or they can just say tomorrow, uh, we and also honestly, they could just play it off as not a change. Yeah. Because Oh, there's hey. enough. Yeah, th- there's enough. The, the competition guidelines are like. General enough on the website. Yeah, that they could just say this is what they meant all along. <laughs> it would be really funny if they did like the first time a, a game goes to penalties are like, wow, Vancouver won two points on the road. And you're like, what? And you're like, what? And they're like, they're like, and they just get really indignant about it. Like, right. did you guys not watch League's Cup? This is how right. we do it. Come on. Yeah, this is a known thing. You didn't know that we were changing our rules on PK advancement through League's Cup. That's the whole point of why we made League's Cup the way we did. Come on, yeah. it's always been this way. The, I love when the sports league gaslights me like that. That just makes me happy. <laughs> That's all of MLS. Of course he signed within the roster rules, you moron. They're right here. We I mean, just changed them. He's uh, had an option every year. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yuyu Kubo's option is always rolling over. It's just the same language, copy and paste. We have always <laughs> been at war with East Asia. I do, like, the, the thing that makes me think, like, the linear television is, like, the penalties is the draw, right? Like the the Fox Sports tweet can go out like, oh my God, if they win this penalty, it's game over or whatever. And that's more exciting than having to say, you know, Philadelphia has to win in regulation to stay alive. I don't know. It's so stupid. It's so no. stupid. Penalties but suck. you want a team to have to win in regulation to stay alive. You'd yeah, think. What, would you, what, would you, what would you rather have if you were linear television? Would you rather have four minutes or, or for like 10 minutes of exciting PKs, but to get there, you had to watch 90 minutes of dreadfully dull soccer of two teams playing not to lose to get the games to PKs? Or would you rather have that full 90 minutes of a game where this team has to win and it's throw everything in the kitchen sink at the opposition wide open. They've got to score these goals to win. There's not even the away goal tally or anything. It's you just got to get more than the other guy. That's way better than watching these fucking bunker fests when teams are just playing to get the game to PKs. Yeah. And honestly, like, the first of five almost makes me like it more. I think the only thing I don't like about this is the actual schedule. So as it stands right now, FCC will play this Saturday, uh, the 20 or this Sunday, excuse me, the 29th uh, at 8 p.m. The game two then is the following Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday? I'm going to keep Saturday, Saturday November 4th. Okay. So the following Saturday, November 4th. And then it will be another Saturday away uh, from there on the 11th, if necessary, at 2 p.m. Surely, surely we could have put the away game midweek and then the game three 
on eleven four. Like I don't, I don't understand. So the the play in teams, yeah, would would play four games over like eleven days. They've done that, that in the regular season. Don't it's just, it's not ideal. I mean, I agree that this feels super drawn out, especially since there's that international break yeah. in between round one and the conference <laughs> semifinals, which means that like, like, let's say we we beat Charlotte on November 4th. Right. I like the way you phrased that. We don't play again until the 25th or 26th. <laughs> like after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jesus. literally... It becomes one, two, three. It's almost a three-week break between playoff games. This is absurd. This is so stupid. Like you like, can't even say yeah. this is more fodder for the idea that leagues that the that the MLS Cup just isn't as meaningful as the Shield because you're telling me that like this is a representation of who the best team is, who the team is that can navigate this broken ass best of three format with a scoring system that's designed to have draws and PKs, then yeah. you're going to wait a couple of weeks to play a league, to play the next round over an international break and the Thanksgiving holiday in America. And then somehow in mid December, you'll play an outdoor game somewhere and that will determine who the fuck the best team is in this league. Oh, Hey, you want to go ahead and uh pre panic about something? Uh, Gabon has two world cup qualifiers in that international break. Like do or die, truly do or die games for the nation of Gabon that will probably want one of their best strikers. Do we Which know is, where those games are? I I don't. I think they get one at home and one at like Mali or something. I I don't have it in front of me. Um, but that I mean. That international break is not like a camp cupcake friendly filled time. That is Argentina and South America World Cup qualifiers. So if uh, not Lucho, but um, if Barial is called in, Mosquera and Arias are called in to represent their national team to fight for a chance to go to the World Cup. Like they are playing playoff games in the middle of the playoffs. And like it's just absurd that we're doing this. Burundi. Burundi. Okay. On November 20th. Is it just one game or are there two? Well, they put, no, they, yeah, they play Kenya on November 13th. Okay. So, like, is he even going to be, is, is he even going to be at the November 11th game if it happens? <laughs> I mean, if you asked a player, hey, you've already won the regular season title that for most of the rest of the world is it. And now you have to add on this stupid cup competition or you can represent your country for a chance to go to the World Cup. I think he- he's he's staying here because he's all for Cincy. I saw the tweet. <laughs> oh, OK, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sir, the branding we're using in the playoffs is Cincy till the end. So. And your hashtag. Yeah, thanks. I hate I hate this MLS Cup playoff. I hate. This is so stupid. <laughs> this best of three is stupid. Have we even talked about the fact? Has there is this the first time in history of the league where you will play the same team three times in a row? Like, what does that do in terms of tactical scouting? Right. By the time you play this team for by the time you play a team for the third time 
in three consecutive games. What's the surprise there? It's just, all right. <laughs> Stare up again. <laughs> yeah, like the tactical report, same as last time. Be same really guys funny. you're playing as last time. But fuck, like. Just completely switch it up. We're going WM 1910s tactics, though. I have no idea what they're looking at. Right. Um, no, yeah, for- and if you, after like three games in a yeah. in a row yeah. of getting like just just kicked by Red Bull, <laughs> they're going to look like the guy in the basement in the movie X. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. They're going to look like the guy in the basement in Silence of the Lambs. It's just going to be put the lotion on the skin. Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Um, for what it's worth, Chief, uh, back in the day, MLS used to do best of three series. Back oh. when the playoffs were were slightly smaller. Or so, I mean, this, there's going to yeah. be fist fights in these third games. You can only take so much of the same asshole kicking you before you finally want to do something about it. Could you imagine doing three games against Columbus? And then- <laughs> oh my God. I, didn't even, I, hate- I, don't, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> this is why I want Charlotte to win so bad. I don't like, I think of Red Bull as, as a rival. This is not a secret. Okay. We have history and I just, such I just cope. don't want, I just don't want to watch three. You said it's cope. Yeah, there. You, we know Red Bull is winning this game. I'm going to put the biggest bet I oh, have yeah, ever but made. I'm saying, like, I, <laughs> I just don't, I, it's it's so emotionally taxing. Yeah. To this, even think about, and the same would be true with with Columbus. Mm-hmm. Just imagining like oh. playing them three times in a row. I'm not even going to enjoy it. No, but I know it's happening. Like I'm going to place an uncomfortably large wager on the Red Bulls. That's how certain I am that this is happening because it's the most frustrating possible outcome for this to be. It's like, Oh, there's a playoff format where you don't need to win a game to advance. Gee, I wonder which team will exploit that. Could it be the Red Bulls? (laughs) You know, uh, we were really robbed of this uh, potential outcome, which is the uh, Charlotte and Miami finished the season having to play each other twice to end the season. If only the two of them had their seasons play out ever so slightly different so that they both could have then played each other in a best of three series. So you would have played the same team five games in a row. It's just been so awful. As a fan of a team, it just be desperate to watch another opponent. <laughs> that is going to blow, too. It's like, okay, we play the Red Bulls. Who do we have next week? Uh, the Red Bulls. And then Red after Bulls. that, the Red Bulls. I'm just, I'm going to know these guys better than, have all these players memorized. I don't want to know who these people are. I refuse yeah, it's, to it's already bothers me that I can look at somebody on, on, on site. And tell you if that's John Tolkien or not. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know who John Tolkien is. John R.R. R. Tolkien. I don't want to know who this guy is. That has to be his nickname, right? Like, there's no other possible nickname for him other than scumbag. Sorry, excuse me. They're all scumbags. This is true. Uh, well, <clears throat> looking at the bracket, should we get past our... Uh, or wild card opponent, uh, we will face the winner of the New England Revolution and the Philadelphia Union. Uh, given how the New England Revolution season has gone so far, I would expect that 
to be Philadelphia, I don't think they'll encounter any trouble with uh, the corpse of what was formerly a pretty good revolution team. So, I mean, like, just we don't like, yeah, you know how this is going to go if we have to win MLS Cup. We're going to have to be, we're going to have to face the Red Bulls in round one. I think we're going to have to face the Union. You have to face the Union in round two. You're going to have to face the Crew in round three, and then the final boss is going to be fucking St. Louis again in round in the, in the MLS Cup. <laughs> You have to beat, I mean, like, yeah, you have to beat good teams to... But these are annoying teams, not just good teams. These are annoying teams to beat. So, Philly's annoying to beat because they're they're good. They're good, Good. yeah. Right? Like, Philly, Philly, they have, you know, some of those dirty tricks, right? They're the least offensive of the group that I named right there. But they have, they have, they can play. Yeah. Like, they got guys in the team that that can play. And they will play if they, if they need to. Columbus, um, Columbus can play. Columbus, Columbus can play. Um, but I like, and I, I don't see New England having a chance over Philly in a three-game series. Yeah, given the state of given the state of New England. Um, but famously, not a state and rather a region. Yeah. <laughs> um. I but I I enjoy you know whichever matchup that is more than I would enjoy. Uh, having to play Columbus in the semifinal, or having to play Orlando. Nashville or Atlanta, yeah, um, or Orlando, Orlando, yeah, no, Don't so I play them either. I like I given given that you have to play <laughs> East <laughs> Eastern Conference playoff teams yeah. if you want to advance in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I like having Orlando, Columbus, Nashville, and Atlanta all in a cluster. So that we only so we're guaranteed only have to play one of them. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I like of all the greenest teams you named there, Philly offends me the least. And I think I'll enjoy watching a Philly Cincinnati game more. In no way would I be looking forward to watching a national Cincinnati game or an Orlando Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. And then Columbus is just existential dread whenever their name gets brought up. So yeah. and the 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 latest we have to play them is the the better. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know this uh, all leads up to St. Louis having to play the San Jose Earthquakes, uh, RSL, and then Vancouver Whitecaps for a chance for MLS the Cup West final. Is so bad. <laughs> I hope LAFC dog walks everyone there. They might. Uh, yeah. Although Seattle has got end up getting the two seed. Yeah, but um, yeah, the West is whatever. The good news is we've Seattle already LFC beaten play each other. most of these teams, so that's not too bad. You remember uh, when I was hyping up RSL? I thought they were going to be pretty good. Turns out. It would be Houston, kind of funny, RSL. though, to finish the season against Houston. So the season opener was against Houston. The season the game, closer. The game that yeah. should have been the U.S. Open Cup. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I actually want that. Now that you've mentioned it. Yeah. It's a good, I want the final to be with Houston. It's a good yeah. narrative, you know, to the season. I like it. And we like, remember when we started the season and with that 2-1 win and we were like, oh, I don't know if this team's as good as we thought. Houston's supposed to be terrible. And they hung around a lot in this game. That would be vindication if we ended up facing them in the Western Conference in the in MLS Cup. Open Cup winner versus Supporter Shield winner. That's good. That's, that's fantastic. That's, yeah. that's a storyline MLS definitely won't hype up and tell because they're really bad at building narrative. 
No, no, it'll be more about like how did LAFC lose this? <laughs> and will Messi be it? Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Man, we don't even have a punishment for this level. <laughs> oh, you ventured a circle of hell that had been previously unknown. <laughs> I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> And for folks who are confused, um, I know we <laughs> said I know we said it would be, I know we said it would just be a thirty day moratorium on on mentioning a certain player by name. <laughs> um, it, that there's been some mission creep. <laughs> uh, the March of Dimes is still around. <laughs> We're just gonna. This is just gonna happen. We just hang a Forever, mission, probably. Can we hang a mission accomplished banner or something like that? <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, any ideas for tier yep. three of, of Chief's punishment? <laughs> I think um, you should uh, you should have to watch the uh, the aforementioned players um, documentary series and, and write a, full, a recap yeah, for the post website. A full recap. Cool. But it's the writing part that really seems to, <laughs> that's the part that seems like punishment. The real punishment is you have to write one article for the website. Uh, I edited a video. I put a video up. That's got to be now. Fair enough. Uh, in fairness, the SEO on this player's name on our website with a full review could be the most viewed thing we've ever put on the website. So. <laughs> Well, yes, the story of MLS Cup would be whether or not he's in attendance. Yeah, that would be. I guess. Yeah, yeah. your overall point was correct, though. Yes, that is what would happen. Um, so that's the playoffs, I think. I mean, we'll figure out who we play. Um, that game happens on Wednesday, so feel free to uh, to root for Charlotte, I guess. It feels silly to root for an opponent that we would then play. Matter. but It does not matter. <laughs> it's this is the one this is the one time when when yelling at your tv is going to have no effect on the game no. <laughs> especially when you're yelling get up he's not hurt yeah it's it's going to be a rough one uh, you know what the real problem is i'm thinking about going full sicko mode and actually going out to new york for this game in the first weekend in november I will already be in New York November 4th. That's will, you be at, will, you be at, will you be at the match? I I doubt it. Depends on the time. 7 o'clock is what it says. I have, oh. <laughs> then probably not. No. <laughs> so I'm going in a, in a, in a, in a, with a few other couples and um, some, some of them, I'm not going to gender them, are going to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at the matinee on that day. Okay. So some of us, and I'm not going to gender that group either, <laughs> are going to have a window uh, that's open, but it's early in the day. I'm told that ditching your significant other in New York to go to a soccer game can be an acceptable outcome in a marriage. You talked about like different parts of your life already being <laughs> solved. This could be a way to inject some spice into... And some uncertainty to the outcome when you tell I your think we have I think we have dinner reservations Saturday night at Red Bull at a Arena. Place, oh. No, at a place that <laughs> that uh, we'll see if if we get kicked out if I if I have my phone on the 
on the table. Ooh. But it's it's like a I think it's not gonna be a short dinner, let's say. Ah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of bathroom breaks. Just they're not to gonna have they're not gonna dates. have any TVs there either. <laughs> uh waiter, could you put the uh, you Red guys Bull game get on? the Red Bulls game on? Uh, do you think Sir, we that's put a that in our, we should put that in our, our, our dietary restrictions. <laughs> Please I can't have a TV eat. Needed. I'm like a ch- I'm like a child. I won't eat until I get a screen in front of me. <laughs> or I say mean, that you say that you're bringing a child and he screams uncontrollably unless MLS soccer is placed in front of him. Look, I don't I don't know this restaurant, but if if they're flirting with Michelin stars, I bet you could convince the waiter to give you an update every time there's a goal scored. That feels like a thing that could happen for you. Or send the email request that the TV be there from Michelin Review at Michelin.com. <laughs> so this is uh, Pete Wells from the New York Times. Uh, this is my secret email address. I I'm willing, to give, you, I'm doing I'm willing to give you another chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a diehard Red Bulls fan. <laughs> Hi, my name is Grayson. I'm a content creator, and I think it'd be really neat if we could partner to do some content together. I'm not asking for a free meal, but I am asking if you could just bring a TV out so that I can watch a soccer match during the course of my meal the exposure would be worth it for you well, i can promise you exposure to dozen uh, a dozen listeners <laughs> a dozen in the greater listeners. cincinnati area many of whom might someday fly to new york city <laughs> for a playoff game <laughs> oh my god we can get this done i think for you you know what um, really funny is i went to this ooh, game and so- then rolled in drunk and crashed <laughs> You gotta bleep that. I sure do. <laughs> we are real sloppy tonight, Chief. <laughs> what I said. You might have. You might have used a, an improper name for one of our co-hosts. That's Grayson. Mm, sure we did. both didn't hear well, it. So. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Check the audio. Uh, you know, it, maybe it's if it's one of those places that like wheels out the cart. To make the cocktail next to the table. Ooh, yeah. Uh, maybe I can get them to put a TV on the cart and just say, "Look, <laughs> I'm gonna order a lot of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> keep them coming. Just so keep just, the cart just, right here. Just actually. keep this. Keep this on. What, what is the like? When does a restaurant become too fancy for you to ask them to put the game on somewhere? Mm. Like, there's a line of demarcation to where that becomes a weird ask. But then it goes back the other way, where it is such a nice restaurant that they will bend over backwards to accommodate anything you're asking for. And you can do it. You might just get looks from the other patrons at the restaurant if you ask them to. Hmm. I think it'd be a real flex to, like, get the audio of the game (laughs) over the the whole restaurant. (laughs) It's it was soft classical and now it's Tommy G. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. Well, there's your playoff preview. I don't know if you got anything out of that. Yeah, well, uh, we got we got yeah. Wednesday's episode too. We'll come back and we'll talk a little more about it, I think, probably. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Can we talk about the flag stuff now? <laughs> Fuck Columbus. <laughs> Yeah.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and as well you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server both in this episode description as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community there talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else and everything in between. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to, you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it or you just can't reach your stop button, please like us, review us, subscribe to us, wherever you are getting your podcasts. That is going to be really, really helpful. But more importantly, share this with a friend. A personal recommendation helps sped a podcast so much further. So please share this if you know somebody in your life who's an FC Cincinnati fan, an MLS fan, somebody that you think would enjoy this, pass it on over. Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.